Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome tonight my friend, the incomparable Alvin Slaughter. Give him a great hand. Oh, yeah. 
praise him tonight for what he's done in you tonight. Come on, do it. Let's thank Alvin Slaughter tonight, folks. Give Alvin a great hand tonight.
morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning, Deadline. Father God, we give you thanks this morning. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. God, just thank you. Wherever you are this morning, for three minutes and 35 seconds, I want you to just thank God. Need to thank God.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. This is one of the mornings, another one of the mornings, understanding God is faithful and true. But this is, I'm going to go over a couple things with you. Yesterday, a lady called me up, and I tell you, when the Lord tells me to answer the phone, I answer it. I have a lot going on here, and I'm going to tell you something about that, too. So God said, you need to answer this call. I said, okay. It said um, that the call was from Bel Air, California. And I thought, I think that's where all those rich people live, to myself, you know. I answered the phone. This lady was on there crying. And um, now I know I don't know anybody in Bel Air, California. And the only thing I knew about Bel Air is that, you know, that story, that TV program used to come on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So <clears throat> she was crying. She said, I live in California. She said, up until this week, I was wealthy. She said, but when my husband finds out what I've done, he's going to divorce me. I said, well, okay, since you already know what you're calling me for. She said, because I don't have anybody I can talk to about this. And I'm thinking, well, what this lady do? Did she just murder somebody or what? She said, <clears throat> she said, I'm a supporter, President Trump. I said, okay. She said, I know you prayed for the uh, witches to be stopped on him. I said, okay. Yeah, I did that twice. She said, um, I saw it on YouTube. I said, oh, boy. And in my mind, you know, I said, this lady's lying. <laughs> she said, I'm about to be disgraced. I said, well, it might be a whole lot of people feel like you do, but Jesus had to find a word. The first word and the second word. I said, what is the problem? She said, well, I responded to a text from the president asking for donations. I said, yeah, I got one of them too. She said, well, I... um, sent a million dollars. I said, no, I wasn't able to do that. (laughs) I said, uh, said, well, I'm sure that you can write it off come tax season. She said, but that's not all I did. She said, I got one text and then I started getting Five and six 
texts a day after I gave the millions and phone calls and all other kind of paraphernalia. She said, I was really happy to know that I could help the president. She said, then they started deducting money. I only donated one time. And then they started deducting money from my uh, account. I said, you keep a million dollars in your checking account. I said, might be something wrong with that. She said, no, but I had my checking. When I gave the million, I had to move that from something else. And several things were connected, she said. I said, so why are you crying now? You already gave it. It's already gone. So, But that's not the problem. She said, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't have even missed that. That's why I gave it. I said, well, what happened? She said, I gave, and I gave, and I gave, and I gave out of my children's trust fund, and I gave, and I gave, I said, well, let me finish it for you. I said, and you never consulted your husband. She said, that's right. I said, so with them deducting it and you giving it, you broke, huh? She said, I am. And the only thing left for me to do is kill myself. I said, now I know you're crazy. I said, what? She said, I said, well, let me let me get two things straight here. I said, number one, you gave the money away. You can't get it back. That's it. Don't worry about it. I said, but number two, it would be a tragedy if you decided to check out of here. Because then you'd be, you, you would be broke. You would devastate your family. You wouldn't even give your husband an opportunity to forgive you and make this right. She said, he, he, he won't forgive me. I said, why won't he forgive me? She said, because he told me not to do it. I said, oh, yeah, you got a serious situation here. I said, you know what, though? I said, why are you calling me? This is what she said. And I fully understand it because this is what stopped me from, from killing myself 30-something years ago. She said, I don't want to shame my family name, and I don't want my children to have to live with what they're 
what they're going to have to live with when I kill myself. I said, okay, look, you call me up a total stranger. I said, now, you know, I'm supposed to call the suicide prevention for you. Anybody call me up talking like this, and I don't know you, and I don't know nothing about you. You could be a fraud. You could be. She said, no, I'm going to give you a, um, I'm going to tell you where to go on the internet, and you, you can see me and my family, and you'll see I'm a real person. I said, well, you hold on. I'm going to do it right now. I said, um, I still don't believe you. I said, who is there? She said, um, we have a personal chef. I said, let me talk to the chef. I said, I won't tell the chef what you contemplating doing, but I just want to know that you're real. So she went and got the chef. And I said to the chef, do you know how to make soul food? He said, he said, some. I said, you know how to cook collard greens and cornbread? He said, yeah. And if I don't, I I know I can find a recipe somewhere. And by Brother Joe being a chef and having studied all these chefs, I told him what, what cookbook to look in. And um, I said, I want you to make this lady some collard greens and some cornbread. He doing what she say, said okay, because he thinks she called him to the phone so that I could tell him how to to do this. So then I said, who else is there? She said, my dog is here. I said, you got a dog? She said, yeah. I said, you're going to leave your dog? She said, well, Plenty of people take care of my dog. I said, but you won't be there. To make a long story short, I said, now, if if something good doesn't happen here, I'm going to call the paramedics and tell them to trace your number and come and get you. So she said, please don't do that. The neighbors would see. <laughs> the neighbors would see when the paramedics came to the gate. I said, so could, could they get in the gate? She said, no, not unless I pre-announce them. I said, look, why don't you and I just stop right now and pray? She said, do you do you know how to do um, the last rites? I said, I'm not Catholic. I said, and if you kill yourself, you ain't got to worry about where you're going. You're going to hell. You're going to burn in eternity. She said, why aren't you trying to help me? I said, I am. I said, if you mean, why am I not getting in that pit you in with you? I said, I, I don't believe in suicide. I said, I don't even believe in death. She said, what? I said, no. I don't even believe in death. I said, because 
I've accepted Jesus for real so that I'm not ever going to die. I'm going to have eternal life. All I'm going to do is close my eyes in this life and wake up in heaven. Close my eyes on earth and wake up in heaven. She said, am I going to do that? I said, well, you know, not if you do what you say you were going to do before you call me. I said, now, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. I said, you got a chef. You got a dog. You got to buy dog food. You got to feed your dog. I said, and you got to pay your chef. I said, so obviously you couldn't be broke. She said, I wasn't broke until this week. I said, what you mean? She said, well, even after the election, I sent the last money I had for the legal fees. I said, oh, I see. I said, so what were you thinking about? What were you thinking about? She said, I don't know. I said, you just got caught up in the swing of things. She said, I don't know. She said, I don't even know why I gave all my money away. She said, I don't know why I thought the president was broke and needed my money. I said, oh, I don't know nothing about that. I said, I've never been in your situation like you. I said, I've been rich before, but I ain't never been wealthy. So I said, what do you really want to do? Do you really want to die? Start crying again. I said, when's the last time you went to church fellowship? Even on the internet, anything. She said, I haven't been to church since I've been listening to, I haven't been to church since I've been involved in this politics. She said, I said, well, were you involved in politics like this before? She said, no. I said, well, you know, you got a mortgage on your house? She said, no. I said, you don't have a mortgage on your house? She said, no. I said, how many cars you got? She said, we got five or six. I said, you got the deed on all of them, the title? She said, yeah. I said, well... Technically, you're not broke. She said, huh? I said, technically, you're not broke. I said, you own the land your house sit on? She said, yeah. I said, how long you been owning it? She said, well, let's see. Well, over. I said, how long you been living there? She said, well, my parents lived here. And my grandmother and grandfather bought it. I said, okay. I said, so obviously you have much 
interest, I guess, um, in your in your property. I said, you're not broke. I said, you might be a little crazy right now. I said, I've been there. I said, but let me tell you what I want you to do. I said, who is your favorite child? So she named his name. I said, call him up. I said, better yet, why don't you call your husband up? He said, I can't. I said, well, I can. I said, I can call him up for you. She said, what you going to tell him? I said, well, that would be between me and him, wouldn't it? This happened yesterday. Some other stuff happened yesterday, too. I said, call your husband up. He's um where? She said, he's um, at his office. I said, call your husband up and you tell him my name and tell him I'm on the internet. You tell him I cast off demons. But <clears throat> now see, when you tell him I cast out demons, that's going to make your craziness null and void. Because he's going to wonder, why are you talking to some crazy person to cast out demons and what does she have to do with us? So she called him on the phone. He went ballistic. I heard him. She had him on the speaker. And then when she said she wants to talk to you, he really, really went crazy. What is this foolishness? Blah, blah, blah. And she just took the phone and stuck it to his ear. He was still talking. I said, sir, told him who I was. I said, do you think there's anything crazy about your wife? wanting to commit suicide. He stopped cold. Then he said he was going to call the police on me. I said, look, I ain't got nothing to do with it. I don't know her. I don't know you, but I know one thing. Life is precious to God. So then he calmed down and, he, and, and, and I told him what she told me. And then he started calling somebody and he said, Get the helicopter ready. I got to go home. And then he told somebody, stay on the phone. And then he said, I'll be there and saying, oh, whatever, you know, airplane time, like military time. And he asked me then, would, would I stay on the phone? Well, I stayed on the phone. And then I heard, this is the something police. We on the way. And she said, don't come. Don't come. Make a long story short, I'm just holding the phone. And he got there. 
he hugged her. She hugged him. And, and he asked me again what happened. And I told him and I said that I prayed with her. And he thanked me. And then he, he asked her if she wanted to go to the hospital. Because nobody heard her say she was going to check out but me. So technically, they could not put her in the hospital against their will because they didn't hear her say it. And she said, no, I believe if she prayed with me, she she helped me. Make a long story short, I led them both to the Lord, back to the Lord. He, he had been Episcopalian. And she had been a Catholic. And even when they married, they had controversy because, like, this couple, they told me they had been married 40-some years. They were, like, high school sweethearts. And so got off the phone, and I just began to thank God. They accepted Christ. And he calmed her down. And the love of God saved both of them. But it didn't end there. <clears throat> it didn't end there. About midnight, because it was about 9.30, 10 o'clock, I got a call. And she said, guess what? He was on the line. She said, I'm not broke. I said, I beg your pardon. She said, my husband knew all the time I was giving that money. And he was just waiting for me to tell him. And I never did. And I was going to do the wrong thing. So I said, praise God. I'm happy for you. I said, but you got to understand it wasn't the money that saved you. It was Jesus. It, it, even even you, were, you weren't even a Catholic. You were nothing right now, right then. You were just a woman in trouble. I said, so it wasn't Catholicism and it wasn't Episcopalianism, I guess. I said it was the living Jesus that saved you. And I said, why did you call me of all people? She said, the only thing I could say is something like an angel. I said, oh, man. An angel told me to look over there at the computer. Because they tell me she had everything laid out in the precise order in which she was going to do this. And when I came over to my 
Too bad. I just hit something. I don't even know what I hit. And you were on there talking about Jesus. I don't know what you were saying. I I, I just heard Jesus. Jesus. And you kept on talking about Jesus. And something, she said, something told me to call that number because Jesus could help me. You see, Jesus came to that lady rescue. by somebody she didn't even know, by the same system she had gave all that money. What am I trying to say? There's never enough Jesus. You don't know how. So they're coming to see me for New Year's. They ain't never heard of no Dalton, Georgia. I don't know if they'll ever give you their testimony because their name is too well known. But I'm going to tell you something. Everybody needs Jesus. That's what I keep. And I'm going to tell you something else. You hear me say it all the time. Some of the most Faith-filled believers in miracles are Catholic. They just don't have it right. They got their faith in the wrong person. And so her husband asked her, he said, I asked my wife, Why did she listen to you? I said, yeah, I'd like to know that too. (laughs) She said, it was something I heard in her voice. It wasn't my voice. What she heard was a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Brothers and sisters, if you knew how many times People have said to me, if you knew, if you knew how many people have implied to me that I don't, that I, 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 I don't have love, whatever. 
But you see, a sinner knows. A sinner. A sinner. Person is at a point of desperation. It's amazing how they can hear God. It's amazing how God can take the heart of a sinner and turn it towards him. And a sinner will be more obedient to God than a, quote, Christian believer. That lady didn't really want to die. You know that, right? She just wanted relief. And and her only way that she saw relief, removing herself out of her misery, out of her pain. And she didn't want no phony stuff. Oh, you. I hate that myself. So I don't do that with you. Because I learned a long time ago. You can't romance no demon. You can't sweet talk no demon. The only thing you can do with demonic spirits, evil spirits, is cast them out. Cast them out, period. That's all Jesus ever did. And the only reason they're coming in January is because they have some foreign VIPs coming to their house. For Christmas. And so the, the, they were laughing. They said, Can we ask you a question? I said, Yeah. If I don't have an answer, I probably know somebody who does and I can get it. He said, What was the cornbread and the collard greens going to do? He said, can you tell me that? He said, because now my wife is is, 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 is having this fixed. But the point is, and I, I've never had any collard greens and um, cornbread. I said, he said, well, what does that do? I said, absolutely nothing. He said, huh? He said, well, why you tell the shake all the chef by name? To make cornbread and collard greens. I said, because I like them. (laughs) He said, and I said, and I think your wife would like them too. Because she's going to be alive to eat them. And I want her to understand that a person from a different culture Helped her. And as she eats cornbread and collard greens the rest of her days, she'll remember that when she called on Jesus, he sent somebody with a different understanding than she has. 
and he was able to pull her up as she was drowning. He said, well, we only want to know one thing. Should we use fresh turkey or smoked turkey? I said, well, my husband used smoked turkey and fresh turkey, so why don't you make a pot of each? So that's my story this Christmas about cornbread and collard greens. And out in Bel Air, California, this Christmas, they're going to be eating collard greens and smoked smoked turkey and fresh turkey and cornbread. Why am I sharing this with you? Because I want you to know it don't take it don't take, it takes Jesus, that's all it takes. It takes faith in God, that's all it takes. And it takes, what did Joshua say? Be be strong and courageous. Now they're going to be sitting up at the dinner table in Bel Air laughing. But the truth is, Jesus won. Satan lost. Jesus won. So that's why when the Lord gave Minister Hill the word faithful and true, that's all God wanted me to be yesterday, faithful and true. I don't like game playing. I don't like lying. I don't like politically correct language because it equals lies. I don't believe you have to trick nobody. But I do know have to present Jesus in every situation. And you have to believe it. If you don't, you'll get somebody killed out here. I cannot stress to you the importance of being honest with the men and women of God. I cannot stress to you enough all that phony stuff people do is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, well, I know something about you that could help you, but I ain't going to tell you. Then you are a hypocrite. Well, you don't have enough faith. You're still a hypocrite. If they have enough faith to come to you, that means that God in you has the answer for them. But you better be certain that it's Christ in you. You better be certain it ain't your demons and your ego 
You better be certain. Your temple is not defiled. Because if your temple is defiled, you're just spreading that defilement around. Am I saying you got to be perfect? No, I'm saying you got to be repentant. When God when God told me to answer that phone, he already knew who was on the other end. He already knew. Jesus already knew. Why? Because more than likely, he had already come down to that lady. He had already predestined he was going to save her. But he wanted me to be blessed in the process. For you guys and ladies and gentlemen to stop playing games. It is time for you to believe for real. It is time for you to stop sitting down on your rusty, dusty behind doing nothing but talking. This lady, if the president raised $170 million, almost $200 million plus after the election, there are a lot of people like this lady. they scared to talk to people. It's a whole lot of people. I ain't talking about the president one way or the other. I'm talking about the people that went too far and don't know why they did it. Why? The crowd mentality. God saying all you do <clears throat> get an understanding. And did you hear me when I tell you what her husband said? I was waiting for her to tell me. Now, he didn't know in his waiting he was wrong, too. Because here she getting ready to check out. Thank God for Jesus. And then you know what? This, this is a this is a beautiful love story, just like Jesus' birth. Half the stuff that happens in my life, it, God does it. It happens. I I'm a spectator, just like everybody else. Like, I'm a sinner like everybody else, saved by grace. But God knows this. When I sin, I'm quick to repent, and I don't tell myself no lies. You see, everything I've been on here teaching all this time works.
it works because I've lived it. I ain't lived all the sickness and stuff I pray with other people about. I haven't lived that, but I've had my own, and I had to depend on Jesus. You see, brothers and sisters, this is what it boils down to. You either believe or you don't. I get so tired of people calling me up with lies. I believe like you believe. No, don't believe like I believe. Believe like you believe. But I believe. But you got to believe. And you don't. If you believe in God, you believe everything, everything. You don't believe that he got to do it your way. I'm getting so many praise reports. Do you have one? And everybody I'm getting the the praise reports from have one thing in common. They believe God. No, it isn't that that they say, I believe God for a house. I believe God for 50 grand. They believe God, period. When I pray, I pray, God, any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. I think that's a song, but I heard it. And I know he keeps on, keeps on. You are supposed to be a part of God's culture. Collard greens and cornbread, part of my culture. I'm part of God's culture. That says the best thing I could do is bring you to Jesus. I ain't trying to tell that lady, I ain't trying to tell her nothing. But I brought her to Jesus. And and you know what? God, God, excuse me. God knew beforehand that's what I was going to do. I wasn't going to try to preach nothing to her. I didn't even say you shouldn't commit suicide. I just, because I read many years ago, Jesus never Jesus never addressed or dealt with the problem. Jesus always dealt with the solution. So when people come to me and they problem oriented, I know, but don't listen to too much of this because you don't want it to transfer. And I did that with the lady. I said, oh, no, I bind and rebuke these, these suicide demons here. I bind and rebuke this spirit of death. You will not transfer on me. I ain't even say I'm going to cast this out of cast out. It was not what God was telling me. Now, when they come in January, God say, take them through deliverance at the same time. 
But I do have them in the book of John. I do have them going out buying all the DVDs and see it on the Gospel of John. I do have them in the Bible. I do. I am acquainting them with the living Jesus. I'm telling you, you must believe with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul, and all your body. You must believe. I think I used to have this. I used to have this song here on the on the on the my ears on my um, voicemail. And if you called me up, you used to have to listen to it. I took it down years ago.
I believe. And you know, um, that's why I didn't do that program yesterday. When I finished, I was exhausted. Because when the natural comes into contact with a manifestation of the supernatural power of God, something got to give. You can't, you can't, I could not come in the presence of Jesus to help that lady without Jesus touching me, without Jesus having to use this physical body. And when it all was over, I was exhausted. Because that lady was pulling on my face. That lady, demons, were brought under subjection by my faith in God. And I realized that for the very first time, as I just went in my fellowship hall, stretched out in the chair, put my feet up on the ottoman, and I said, God, you had to use my physical body to manifest yourself, and I'm in Georgia, and she in California. I said, what a revelation. But I can't take no more. I got to go to sleep. I was tired. I was exhausted. So what makes some of you think you ain't got to pay no price? You're going to pay a price to serve God. In your spirit. In your soul. And it's going to take a toll on your physical body. Depending on how he use you. Now, if he don't ever use you, you ain't got to worry about it. So I, I got yesterday's teaching. I got today's teaching, which I thought I was going to come from Timothy. And that isn't all that happened. It's some marvelous things happening. But I hope and pray in the name of Jesus that you are allowing God to reveal himself to you. This Christmas, Christ, Mass, this birthday of Jesus, I I may not ever catch up because after the first of the year, I'm thinking about cutting back. I was going to talk about that a little bit. I was going to talk about some other things God was telling me, but my time is up. I'll get it in somehow. But I tell you, there's a window open over this ministry. There's a window. The heavens have been torn 
open over this ministry and all of you that are involved in it. Somebody called me up, showed me they had an envelope, came in the mail with 10 $100 bills. I said, I thought it was, hey, my mind, I just, I'm glad God is accepted. I thought it was 10 stacks of $1,000. <laughs> well, that's next. You heard other people say that once they got delivered, even their money changes, their health changes. Everything changes because everything about God is good. Everything with God is good. Everything of God is good. And it's supposed to be good for you. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Can God tell you, pick up the phone? I got somebody I need you to talk to. Way back when, when I was younger and they used to sing Jesus on the main line, call him up and tell him what you want. Well, now, Jesus on the main line calling you up, telling you who to talk to, What because what he wants is for you to move in a certain direction. Joy to the world. I'll see you tomorrow in the name of Jesus on the channel. about who you'll meet in January. They had collard greens <laughs> and cornbread for dinner last night. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, can somebody text me and let me know how the sound is? Guess what? It's a new day. In the midst of all of that, we lost a couple of hours here. I got a new system. I got a new. How 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 the blog talk sound this morning? Can somebody text me and let me know? Please text me and let me know. Thank you. Thank you. I got rid of that old one. You hear me? You see, it's only so long you're supposed to deal with problems. If a problem does not change for the good, 
get rid of it. I got a new system. I got a new system. Yeah, I'm saying joy to the world. God is faithful. Joy to
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.